This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Reeling after the L I just caught, we move into the 4 o'clock hour, and we move far away from Chris's fantabulous game show. <laughs> Another one coming up tomorrow, Tony. <laughs> what? Give me a chance yourself. to redeem myself. Yeah, I, I need want, a week want, of glory. <laughs> I don't want Scraby to be walking around celebrating for too long. Filling himself too much. I huh? need a week of glory. In fact, we might do one the next hour. Let's do oh, one in the 5 o'clock hour. Let's do another one in the yeah. next hour. Let's go ahead and bur- burst this bubble real quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, Playing some Chris versus the fan here. Uh, if you want to participate, 833-288-0973. Uh, your chance to qualify for two tickets to Sebastian Maniscalco at the Encore Theater and a one-night stay at Win Las Vegas following 19 sold-out shows in 2022. And his brand-new Netflix special titled, Is It Me? Comedian Sebastian Maniscalco is set to return to the iconic Encore Theater at Win Las Vegas with his brand-new residency March 3rd through October 7th. He's going to be there for a while. Was originally he was going to be there for a couple times. Yes, one time a month. He went from being there twice to <laughs> twice a hundred. Right, twice a month for three months to being there uh, for six months. For six straight. months. So there you have it. Uh, tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. My goodness, he's going to be there through the entire baseball season. Yeah, March third to October seventh. He'll be able to get some prop bets off on plenty of baseball <laughs> games. He'll be in Vegas for quite some time. He yeah. will. He will. Um, Next time I go to Las Vegas, I feel like I should be able to just walk right up and announce who I am and get right into the front row. Yeah, right. This guy's so much publicity. Uh, Scraby, were you able to, I mean, last time we left these uh, questions, there wasn't very many of them. Were you able to kind of dive in there? Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> I did have a flat tire last night. And, uh, that's and, right. And I did run out of gas today. You, you've, been, you've been busy. He busy. also didn't know uh, that uh, Mike Shashevsky was no longer the coach of the <laughs> You know, I forgot about yesterday's question. That makes your that makes your win feel a little Nolan less void. <laughs> I got a lot of heat in the DMs last night about that. For that and, one. and you know what? I deserve it. I yeah, don't know do. how I did that. I, I don't know how I did that, but I did. I did. Yeah. I, I thought Coach K retired this year. It, it, well, he thought he was retired yeah, after this yeah, year. Yeah, he still was coaching, apparently, yeah, according no, to me. His time uh, has come to an end. All right, uh, <laughs> without further ado, let's get to some Chris versus the fan. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. 
All right, some rules for you before we get into the game. You have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets it right, then you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. Uh, Guys, I am looking at Shaquille O'Neal on the screen. What does he have on his head? He's got, like, hair. coming. He's got, like, one little wispy strand of hair on his forehead. What is that? I have no idea. You never know what Shaq. Shaq is styling. Either that or he lost a bet. You have people have to go to Twitter to see this because it is weird. <laughs> he keeps taking his. He keeps like stroking, stroking his his forehead it, hair. It looks like it's kind of real, but it can't be because Shaq's bald. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Last week he was eating. Uh... Frog legs. Right. Growing Frog hair legs. out of the middle of his head. Yeah, this is, uh, well, maybe that's the, maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the reason. Anyway, that was uh, very distracting. All right, let's get to our first contestant of the day, Steve. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you guys? We're well. Pretty We're well. good, Steve. Here we go. First question. Are you first time player, Steve? No. Scraby told me no, so uh, I, I'll take his Steve's word for it. Here. What NBA player just recently reached 38,000 career points? LeBron. LeBron James. That is correct. Move to question number two. LeBron James. Well, the newly elected Scott Rowland played four different teams throughout his career. Give me two of the four. Phillies and Cardinals. Wow. First two on the list. Nice work. Toronto and the Reds. Reds. Yes. Yeah, Reds. I actually like playing there. for red teams. <laughs> I yeah, guess that's so. right, except for Toronto. I lived there in 2010 when he played there. Uh, I had no idea that I was watching a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you didn't have a lot of ideas about everything that was going on at that time. Yeah, my brain was a little fuzzy. <laughs> right, here a little we go. fuzzy. Question number three. In the decathlon. There are three throwing events. Give me all three. Javelin, shot put, and discus. Wow, we just this finished that. This is incredible. <laughs> this is like, whoa. Well, the game's over. All right, guys. <laughs> Steve, stay there. <laughs> Very good, Steve. Nice work, Steve. Nice job, Steve. Now what are we going to do? <laughs> um, Thanks phenomenal. to those softball questions <laughs> this, that you lobbed This is up what there. happens when you run out of gas, <laughs> you get your tire blown out. Like, oh. you just don't have anything to do. No, yeah, no, no. Wait, nothing. these are my questions' fault? <laughs> I'm They're just saying. your questions fault. You Those, there, there weren't a that lot. That last one was maybe a two. <laughs> really? You think? Number two was a number one. You should have at least had named three of the four teams. Two I mean, of the four. Here's, let, me, let me ask you this. This is, this is to give you an example of where Scraby's head was today. This is another three question. I'm just going to throw it out there. Okay. <laughs> Who is the youngest ever heavyweight boxing champion? Mike Tyson. <laughs> I, I, wow. I, I didn't, I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And so I put it in number three. I'm usually pretty good. What, at, what? You actually are pretty good at the ones and the twos and the threes. Yeah. But today, not I today, I guess. Well, I mean, left you, a little you were desired. distracted. I'm, are you going to reveal another one of the questions? I was going to. Go, 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 go. Just go. Blow another what, one out of the water. What athlete has appeared on the Wheaties box the most? Wheaties box the most? Yeah. Well, that's oh, I at least think about that's, that's that. A, that's a good one. Okay. I don't know. Michael? I stand corrected. Scra- Tiger? You got it right you the first it, time. Michael? Michael? Yeah. Wheaties box used to be cool, huh? Used to be yeah. a big deal. 
Used to be a big my deal. Dad, when my dad got on the Wheaties box, I mean, we must have saved. We, have, we still have those oh, boxes, well, yeah. like, saved up. Yeah, that, that's cool. It's a big deal. That is did definitely ever, a big deal. Did you want to tell everybody about my great golf outing today, Scraby? You, you know what? <laughs> I do not. I think we should. Not. Great. Scra- uh, Chris, Chris played a great... Today. Chris played a, a great... Was point today. What do you call it? Um, bogey golf. He played great bogey golf But today. it's a misleading name, because bogey golf to everybody else on earth... Means that you're playing and you're just getting bogeys on every hole. That's bogey golf. But to Chris, yeah, bogey golf is and bogey golf is what I shoot for. That's what I strive for. Oh, can I see that's trying to shoot for a, par? A bogey on every hole. Okay, that's fine. And if can I, I can do that, I feel good about that. And today I was two under my version of par. Can I see the scorecard to it's verify? It's the Stapleford scoring system. Can, it's not the Stapleford. <laughs> can I see your scorecard to verify? You cannot. Why? Because I didn't have one. Wait, you're telling me that you did? You kept score, but you kept score where? In his head. In man. my head. It's easier to keep that. No, exactly. Look, when oh, you play what? when you play around a golf, you can go through every hole and tell everybody every club you hit. Yeah. On every hole. Yes, I can. So what do you need to write it all down for at the end? I because I don't remember. A, I was not playing in a professional tournament today where my scorecard had to be signed by my playing partner. Hey, Chris, which you is know, one of the dumbest rules in the history of golf. True. Because everybody knows everybody. This is not a golf now. conversation. True. This is a Chris golf conversation. <laughs> and you know what, Chris? I uh, when I played Tory the other week. Uh, yeah, I didn't keep score, but I believe I had seven birdies and three eagles. That's pretty cool, huh? That's but good. nobody I believes be that, though. You. Well, I mean, seven birdies he's, and three eagles. He said, I, "It's right here, Tony. It's <laughs> up in the noggin." <laughs> nobody <laughs> believes you, but he believes me because I am believable. Right? You are. He not didn't come in here and said he made eight believable. birdies and four eagles. He said I parred twice. What'd you say? I parred twice. I parred four, bogeyed three. And two double bogeys. So you so out of nine holes, to me, that's a very good day of work. So you parred four times, which means you actually bogeyed four times. So that's plus four. No, I parred actual real par. Real par. Okay, th- th- this, so the, the par is a sliding scale on what you get? No, bogey is, is shoot for. So if I get bogey, my score does not change. If I get par, it's I go a one under. It's a basically a birdie. And if I get a double, I go one over. I don't have a problem with you playing like that, but okay. you can't go claiming to get... If you ever went to a tournament, they're like, what's your handicap? You're I'm like, not in a tournament. I will never I should be in two one. under bogey golf. <laughs> I will never be in a tournament. I'm not good enough. I just want to go out there and have a good time. Why are you hating but on I bogey would, golf? But I would rather say in my own mind, hey, I'm one under through seven... Then say, I'm six over. You're lying to yourself. That doesn't sound that good. When I get done with my round and I look and I do mark down my eights and my sevens and my nines. Your snowmans? Yeah. I, I don't mark them know, down. I just keep them in my head. <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris, the score that he's claiming I, I think is doable because I've seen Chris golf. He's the guy who says he's not good at golf, but he actually is pretty good at golf. But the scoring, I just can't get behind. And, and who did we ask? About bogey golf. I, th- I feel like we asked Charlie Hoffman about bogey golf, and he was like, never heard of it in my life. That's not true. Charlie Hoffman's heard of it. Let's get him back on the air. Okay, I'm going to call him right now. I, I mean, we, look, bogey golf is what a lot of people refer to as being kind of a dividing line between people that are pretty good and the people that still need to work on their game. I and agree they talk with about you. people that can shoot bogey golf, which is a 90 on a regular 18-hole course rather than 72. Yeah. And if you can shoot 90, you're a pretty good player. 90 or better makes you a pretty good player. 90 or more, you know, you probably need to work on your game a little bit. 
So I, to me, 90 is a dividing line, so that's what I use as my par. I don't see any problem with that. If you're 72 playing, is completely, totally, ridiculously unattainable for somebody of my skill. So why should I go out there and try for it? It's just the I way no it's always been. Of getting a 72. That's why I'm not going to walk into the clubhouse at the end and go, "How'd you do today, Chris?" Uh, 14 over. So that's pretty yeah, good. That's terrible. That's an 86. Well, I might say 86, but I'm not going to say 14. You over. know. It's the reason I love golf. One of the reasons is because you can play the courses that the pros play, and you play the same exact type of setup, except for you know I'm hitting from shorter tees. That's the only thing that's different. But I can say I shot 96 or 92 on the south course, and it will match up with what the pros are shooting because they're going for 72. I'm going for 72. Actually, your 92 does not match up with what the pros are shooting because they're shooting in the but 60s. With my, but with my handicap at plus whatever, 14. Now, I don't get into those things either. That's my handicap is bogey golf. What's <laughs> the matter with that? <laughs> and hit- he's nodding. No, I'm hitting again, my head into the microphone. Once again, I have won a uh, argument. <laughs> <laughs> who Crazy when uh, Michael left. By coming. the way, uh, it happened so long ago. Who ended up winning? Our, our guest is still holding as we uh, trying to get oh, the Steve. Steve was Steve, the winner. Yes. Yeah, Steve, yes. It was happened the so long ago yeah. that I, Steve I actually was a while forgot. Ago. All right, Steve, you're in luck because the segment has now officially come to an end. Uh, Mr. Scraby will get your information on the other side. And we will talk finally about Mr. Eli Apple and his pettiness. Oh, the pettiness of Mr. One Eli Apple on the way. Here's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back at 419. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. Today's champion, Matt Scraby. Champ is here! Yeah. He won the Fantabulous Sports Game Show. If you missed it, I don't think the uh, record button was pushed, so you will not be able to ever hear it again. Are you kidding me? No. It's up on the podcast. You've already got it up on the podcast. 973thefansd.com. Or if you don't believe that he actually won, you want to go back and listen. It was a good round of the uh, Fantabulous Sports Game Show earlier today. 
Uh, get into some NFL Wait, notes. Well, I'm sorry, real quick, yes. before we get into NFL notes. Do you remember Scraby's claim, his conspiracy theory claim about DeMar Hamlin? Do you remember this yesterday? I, no, 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 no. I brought you guys this theory. I do not subscribe to it. You, seem you, like, you seem, said it like you subscribe you to like it. You seem like you were believing it. No. Tell I, everybody I, no, what, he's, no. what he told us. He said... Breathlessly. <laughs> there, was a cons- there was a theory out there that DeMar Hamlin actually wasn't at the game. They never showed his face. Right. They never on showed Sunday. his face. They just showed some guy standing there with a red sweatshirt on, <laughs> cheering on the Bills. So I, I went back. I a masked ha- man. I, I happened to tape the game. My son was watching. He's He, for some reason, is in love with the Bengals. So we're watching the game, and they showed DeMar Hamlin, and I realized, oh, you can't see his face because snow is falling at an incredible pace here. Again, That's I, what I told Scraby at the time he originally breathlessly told me this story. Again, I don't subscribe to this. I even tweeted earlier that they I, never showed I can't his face. get behind this. But they, if you watch the videos, they cleverly never cleverly. never get the right <laughs> angle on DeMar Hamlin. But I do not believe this theory. Oh, you're I think funny. it's dangerous. I think you're it's kind of, that's just totally ridiculous. Misinformed. I mean, Chris, I saw, I think I retweeted a doctor because I was so appalled that an actual doctor on Twitter was subscribing to this theory. It's like, dude, you was got... It, first of all, did you did you do research? Was it a real doctor? It was a real doctor, and he had like 75,000 followers. He's like one of those sports doctors. And what was he saying? That there he was, was saying, just he no was like, way he was like, there's possible no good that he could shot. be there? And they're like, oh yeah, he, he goes down on the field and he's going to be back in three weeks and standing and cheering. No way. All right, yeah, It sounds like a doctor that's... Sounds like clout. Sounds like doctor, clout chasing Doctor Doolittle or somebody like that. <laughs> he's like he's an animal he's doctor. Talking he's animals. A couple of quick notes: Bill O'Brien, who was uh, oh, mediocre, back. yeah, mediocre as head coach of the Houston Texans, now comes to the Patriots as their new offensive coordinator. I believe that is a job he held previously. He did that well when he was so, an offensive coordinator. Yeah, well, he had Tom Brady. He's got uh, Mac Jones now, so we'll see how he does with that. And uh, the so other note saying, I wanted a to pass along, Carl Cheffers will be the lead referee for Super Bowl 57. Which one's Carl? I don't know. He's one of those guys. He's one of the swole I, ones? I, I know which one he is, but how am I going to describe him to you? Well, there's some buff ones out there. That there's No, like, he's, he's not buff. He's not buff? Okay. Not buff, but uh, you'll recognize Carl. He's uh, done many, Carl. many games. <laughs> Carl will be making the call for Super Bowl 57. Stefan Diggs says, quote, you want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Nah. Yeah. So that leads us into the man covering him on Sunday, Eli Apple. Oh, and the latest Eli. with this piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, give us the latest on uh, Eli's exploits on Twitter. Well, let's give give the folks a little background on Eli Apple, yeah. who I believe started his career as a giant. Uh, I think so. Yeah, he was a giant. Okay. It went terribly, terribly wrong. If I'm not mistaken, his mom was involved in some of the I believe stuff right. that was going on. Uh, his mom was involved. What does that mean? In, in terms of him not playing well, not getting opportunity because he wasn't playing well. His mom was not happy with the, that? Yes, something along those that. lines. He also went to the Saints and Panthers. Saints and Cincinnati. before finally, um, as my man uh, Ryan Clark said, uh, becoming the weak link of the Bengals' defense. Well, he was the guy that the Rams exploited in the Super Bowl they time went, and again. They, it was it was fortunate for Eli Apple that uh, Beckham actually got hurt because that's who he was guarding early, 
And it wasn't going well for him. No, at all. and then at the end he was trying to cover Cooper Cup on the winning touchdown. Yeah, that that also that didn't go well <laughs> either. Didn't go well. But uh, he, basically, Eli, but Eli after, has moved past all that. He, stuff. he has. He's living his best life right now. And listen, he was the one guarding Stefan Diggs on most uh, occasions. And to his credit, he was able to uh, really shut down Stefan Diggs. Now. He definitely has gone to Twitter to have some fun. He's letting everybody know that he shut with, down with Stephon Diggs. Not only with Stephon Diggs, but also with Josh Allen. Uh, he posted uh, a video of Stephon Diggs you know, yelling in the direction of Josh Allen. He said, someone get them couples counseling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Apple, Apple also retweeted a video of Donald Trump chanting, turn off the lights. <laughs> In reference to Diggs in the playoffs. Uh, he also it, said he would pay for the couple's counseling. He also retweeted various tweets from Diggs regarding his reaction to the loss and other messages mocking Diggs and Bills. In one tweet, Apple posted a video of Allen and Diggs shaking hands during pregame warm-ups with this message. They ain't do that after they ain't do this after the game. Man, my goodness. <laughs> on and on he went. Uh, it's kind Apple, of good. Uh, Apple also referred to Diggs as Terrell Owens Jr. Oh Ooh. yes, 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 yes. Well, why, why? Did I don't know. Why did uh, he because Tio, did, did Stefan always... Stefan cry about his quarterback too? Yes. Well, he didn't actually physically cry, but Stefan gets into arguments with his quarterback, like Terrell Owens Jr. Oh, or Terrell Owens I did. see. Okay. All right. Well, uh, it caught the eye. It caught the eye of Ryan Clark, ESPN uh, NFL analyst, and he said, "If Eli, he tweeted out, if Eli Apple's game matched his Twitter swagger, dude would be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> the, Fair enough. The highest level of pettiness. It really is. But it's it's actually like I don't like that stuff, but I I think it's clever enough that it's kind of funny. Uh, Ryan Clark responding to someone said, "I'm actually not promoting anything. I'm talking about a Cancun on three because that was one of the tweets that Eli Apple put out. You know." I think Nick Van Exel made Cancun on three kind of famous. But basically, Cancun, we're going on vacation. That's what that alludes to. Yeah, and gotcha. He posted that. Also, he also posted a Cancun on three. And Ryan Clark responded to, uh, I think, another Twitter follower saying, I'm not actually promoting anything. I'm talking about a Cancun on three tweet from the biggest liability in the Bengals defense. Dude <laughs> was set to be benched the week. Uh, what is it? Awazi? Awazi? Awuzie? Awuzie. Yeah. Awuzie was injured. So, you know, if you were if you were a Bengal defender like a linebacker, I mean, and I'd be honest with you, the Bengals have a great defense, but I can't name a single guy on it. Mm-mm. You know, other than Eli Apple because Who's the defensive coordinator, Chris? We were talking about this yesterday. Yes, Lou Anarumo. Have you ever heard of him, Tony? You ever heard of the Bills defensive coordinator, Tony? No, it's Bengals. Bengals, I mean, defensive coordinator. We just said it. We just said his name, Lou Anarumo. <laughs> yes, yeah. I do. Yes, yeah. I have heard. Oh, wow. Yes, okay. I think he should. Matter of fact, his name should be mentioned no for kidding. some of these That's what's crazy head coaches. That saying yesterday, head coaches thing. Yeah, and the thing that I mean, Lou needs to get a better PR agent because every time certain teams make a play on defense, they always take a sideline shot of the defensive coordinator and say, "Well, great play. His dialed up a blitz, or he did." Lou Anarumo never gets on TV. No, they never show a shot. Show a shot. Not easy to say without swearing. You see their their head coach uh, the Bengal, far more often uh, on yeah, this island. Yeah, they don't show the Bengal defensive coordinator. You wonder if that's no because, at all. and I think that might be to your point about getting a PR, you wonder if that's because they don't know what he actually looks like. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is, <laughs> but it might be time to get the guy on camera. His defense performs pretty well in these playoffs. 
But anyway, I don't know any of the Bengals. So would you be upset at all that Eli Apple keeps mouthing off like this? Or yes. can you just play it off and say that's Eli? But you know what? In some regards, maybe the argument is Eli hasn't been able to be himself in his other stops. And by letting him be himself, you get the best version of him. Yeah. And if I mean, that's maybe what... he needs to say this stuff to be as confident as he is. I don't I, know. I, I will also say this. His first three years. He was dragged quite often. And a lot of it was his own doing. A lot of it was his play. Maybe he's just at the point now where he just feels vindicated to be able to just get some of it. Now, do I think it bodes well for you down the line? No, because, you know, this game. Eventually somebody's going to toast you. Sports has a funny way of humbling you all the time. By the way, does anybody remember a guy by the name of Elvis Patterson? No. You may remember I him remember because his nickname name. was Toast. <laughs> and he was a cornerback. Yeah. That that's what you that's what you don't the, want your nickname to be at that the position. Worst nickname. I think he played for the for the uh then uh, San Diego Chargers for a while and took quite a bit of uh there there's some old Charger fans out there who would remember Toast. Toast. But yeah, that's oh. that's not a that was his nickname. That's like, that's a nickname. I mean, you, are you kidding me? You're, you're a cornerback and that's if you like hear. naming a, a baseball player Whiff. And that's just not what you want. That's yeah, not good. no, that you you want to avoid those type yeah. of names at well, all times. Eli, just I don't know. I, I wish he would shut up if I were a Bengal, but I'm not. So he's entertaining. Well, uh, what do they got next week? They got the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes may be pointing a few in his good direction. Good luck. Yeah. We'll see how Eli does. What number is Eli? Twenty. He's twenty. I want to make sure I yeah. can lock in on his. That's him. Him trying to defend in vain. I mean, literally every pass play that I saw him make or he was involved in, he had something to do with the incompletion or not. He was certainly letting it, making it feel like he had something to do with it. Yeah, you know yeah. the you know the cornerback that that are the, uh, the play where a wide receiver like will drop a ball or gets the throw. He's beat, but the throw is is long, and the cornerback turns and he gives the. Incomplete yes, sign, yes, yes. even though he did absolutely nothing. <laughs> yes, that's yes. Eli Apple that's right Eli. there. <laughs> if he didn't drop it, it would have been a touchdown. Right. If he didn't overthrow yarder. him by five yards or he didn't drop it, it would have been a touchdown. Yeah. All right, Eli, you better uh, make it happen this weekend. He was born in Philadelphia, by the way, so he might uh-huh. wind up Got playing his Philly hometown swag. team if uh, the proper teams advance Makes this sense. weekend. <laughs> All right, uh, are we at a break? Yeah, I uh, in the Big Five... I got a Tom Brady podcast clip. Oh, he's going after his favorite guy. No, 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 no. I, I just want to get you guys' thoughts because it might be one of the most awkward things I've ever heard in my entire life, and I'm not kidding. I'm Can't not wait. Kidding. Can't it's coming wait. up when we return. Four thirty-seven. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, Big Five headed your way. Scraby. Uh, I'm sure has some TMZ elements to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're full of TMZ today. My man, uh, Ted, uh, texted me. He had a good line about uh, Elvis Patterson. He said, Elvis Patterson started his career with the Giants and had a nickname Toast when he was there. And the Chargers still acquired him. (laughs) That would be so Chargers. So he had the the nickname Toast beforehand. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was, I mean, it was obviously because he was burned so often. Oh, that is a tough nickname. That's a that not a, a good real. nickname. If How you're do you keep getting jobs if your nickname is Toast? Because there's teams like the Chargers out there. Okay. They can fix good you. Point. They can fix you. Good They'll point. fix you. Yeah. All right. Uh, no traffic. So let's just get right to the big five. 
It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. If you are waiting for the traffic report, we will bring it to you in the Big Five as soon as it is ready. But until then, number five, we're going to start with a little bit of a prospect report. MLB.com came out with a list today of the top shortstop prospects in baseball. And when they are projected to debut, Jackson Merrill of the Padres was the sixth best uh, shortstop prospect on the list. And they project him to debut next year. So, Tony... Is it more likely Jackson Merrill debuts as a Padre or on another team through trade? First of all, shout out to Jackson Merrill. Shout out Jackson Merrill. I got a chance to meet the young man at when I went and spoke to oh the team the fifty prospects yeah. or the fifty guys they invited to nice. Nice. to the stadium. <laughs> Go get him, Tony. I can't say nice anymore without going nice. nice. Speak up. Uh, he was impressive. Can't hear you. He was very impressive. <laughs> that being said, smooth. And it's funny. <laughs> I mean, that's how the poor Cincinnati play-by-play has got to feel. It's true. It's true. Smooth. Smooth. Nice. He got it! So, wait, that tells you how good my man is, because he never misses a beat. I've stopped twice when you guys have jumped in. I wonder if they even pump in the other guys. Do you think he just has them turned off in his ear during the actual play call? Yeah, he doesn't even hear him, because (laughs) maybe that's how he does it. Anyway. It's funny that you... That you said this when I when I spoke to them, I was I was sitting, uh, Mark Sweeney, uh, Glenn Hoffman, and Trevor, and the first thing I said to him is, unfortunately, many of you guys will not get to the big leagues in this organization, and it's the reality of it. Yeah, and it's an even more of a reality when you when you take into account the prediction that he's going to reach the big leagues next year. Where? On this Padre roster, certainly yeah. not at shortstop. Not going to be at short. The not going to be pretty. I mean, I guess busy. depending on what Manny does, assuming that would mean he'd have to end up somewhere else, not just opt out, but he'd have to then end up somewhere else to, for third base to open up. Second base is Cronenworth. I mean, if he's going to stay in the infield, no, I think it's less likely he ends he's gonna up end up on another team, right? Chris, what do you think? What are well, the I'm chances? I'm trading him immediately. Oh, wow. I'm not immediately, but I'm trading him at the midseason once I find out what I most need on this 2023 Padre roster. As I've said many times, I'm going all in in 2023, and that means if I have to trade Jackson Merrill to get another pitcher, another bullpen guy, another somebody else because someone gets hurt guy, I'm trading Jackson Merrill because I want to win the World Series Right now. Right now. That's right. Uh, Log in and listen to 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app or on 97.3 The Fan SD.com for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see the Eagles at Pechanga Arena on March 3rd. You'll earn one entry for every hour that you listen. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Joe Burrow is coming up on the fourth year of his rookie contract with the Bengals, and he is going to get a lot of money when they decide to extend him. The NFL salary cap is a difficult thing to navigate, as we all know, so how can the Bengals make him truly happy without creating a cap mess for themselves? Well, they could be the first team ever in the NFL to give a player a contract tied to the salary cap, uh, the ongoing growth of the salary cap. This is not against the CBA rules. But it is a frowned-upon practice among front offices, so Joe Burrow's compensation for each year of the deal would be determined by a set percentage of the cap. Then he'd get that amount every season. That way, a contract would never go out of date and be too little money when he is winning his, like, sixth MVP. So, Chris. What? It's allowed. You can you can say, hey, Joe, we're going to pay you 20% of the cap every single year. And that's what you—that's what you're going to get for your, your of the cap, uh, meaning so, of like 230 million dollars for their salary cap for the NFL. So you get 20 percent of that. 20 percent of that every year, so that as the cap grows, so does his pay. Chris, do you think this could be the future of quarterback contracts? Cap doesn't always grow, though. It grows enough. Mm. Um, it's so confusing to me that I don't really have a good comment to answer your question. I will just say that I predict whatever is necessary for the Bengals to keep Joe Burrow, they will do. And they'll probably be able to keep most of their players. It doesn't seem like the salary cap in football ever gets in the way of anybody signing anyone. So, I mean, if Joe Burrow makes 20%, they'll figure out a way to backload somebody else's salary and keep them alive. I mean, they're going to have a lot of good players come and do, right? Jamar Chase pretty soon, maybe yeah. another year or two. T. Higgins. They got a lot of, you know, that's the one thing. When you got a great team, great players are going to want money. So, but yeah, Burrow's going to stay. Maybe this will be a good future move for other quarterbacks. I don't Here, know. Tony, here's what the cap looks like year over year. 2023, this year is $225 million. Last year, it was $208.2 million, And then 2021, it went down a little bit. But year after year, it goes up around $10 million, 10 to $15 million year after year. So what do you think, Tony? Is this the future of quarterback contracts? Except the year it went down, which was like Well, that was the pandemic ago. year. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, not like the NFL is going to ever be hurting for money. I think Joe Burrow would be pretty safe to sign a contract like that. Sounds like anyway. Yeah. Depends on how much of it's guaranteed. That is another point. I mean, at this point... You wonder with the move that Deshaun Watson made, with the move that Kirk Cousins made, with the move that currently Lamar Jackson is trying to make, is that where these younger quarterbacks, outside of Patrick Mahomes, who's getting like a half a billion, I believe. He is, like $430 million. It's a, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, if that's the, the way they want to go, are you willing to take less overall and over to get or in terms of the highest paid number versus getting everything fully guaranteed 
I have a feeling Joe Burrow could be in that type of just everything that we've seen from him. He just do does not rattle. He's the same temperature all the time. He seems like a guy who takes a pay cut to get people in with him. I don't know about that. I he wouldn't. seems like a guy that would do that. What tells you that? Just he's Joe Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's not his style. Yeah, we'll he's see. He's not worried about money. We'll he's, Joe, he's Joe Burrow. We'll see. He's Joe Cool. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I, I think it depends. I mean, if if the cap is two thirty, that means twenty percent of that is about forty six million. That's a good salary for him. What is Kirk Cousins getting right now? Mm. I think it was fifty. Too much. Let me see. I think it was a A. It was close. It was A V of of fifty. It was around that number. Kirk Cousins is making this year. Uh, 30, he made thirty five million dollars. No, he will in twenty twenty three make thirty five million dollars. Okay, so, so that's that's eleven million dollars more than Kirk Cousins. He's way better than Kirk Cousins, though. Yeah, for sure. We'll see. I, I think, think it's a, a, it's not a bad idea. It's it's a creative idea. Yeah, for sure. You know I, what? I'll give the I'll give the credit to Pro Football Talk for this article because I haven't seen it anywhere else. So Pro Football Talk. That's creative. Put this out. Yeah. Because you have to be when you have a superstar like Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, right, Chris? Right. <laughs> right? Number three. The problem is, is not that the Bengals have are the only ones with a super. I mean, there's plenty of templates out there for them to look at of how not they want to approach. No it. one's Joe Cool. Stop it. Tom Brady was on his podcast. Let's go with Larry Fitzgerald and Jim Gray. The reason I say let's go because it has an exclamation point after it. Nice, nice. Here is a section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the section of the podcast that everyone is talking about. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay? I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> You're scratching. It's only the question that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Um, What is the scratchy part? I think that's his nickname for Jim Gray. Oh. Um, That was awkward. That was to me. It wasn't. It wasn't awkward. That's how I. First of all, that's any question that Jim Gray asked me. That's Chris's guy, Jim Gray. Yeah, Chris loves him. (laughs) Jim Gray aside, Chris. Yeah. Jim Gray aside. uh, Actually, Tony's up first. Oh, yeah. A, a tiny bit awkward or a lot of bit awkward, depending on where you're sitting. But what do you think of his response? We've been down this road with Tom Brady before. That's why people are asking, Mr. Brady. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to disagree with you, Scrape. He just said, I mean, how long ago? What, they lost, what, two weeks? A week ago? Two week, weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yeah. And the last time he talked, talk, he said, you know, I'm going to take it day by day and try to figure this it out. This is his podcast. He needs to get, I guarantee you they set this up and it came off awkward. You can't guarantee anything because you don't know. I don't. <laughs> I guarantee you they did this. I 99% believe that they did uh, It wasn't it that awkward to me. Really? No. I mean, clearly he has a relationship with Jim. He's doing it with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald, who guys I know he knows. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it was that awkward. I think he might have been trying to put a little extra on it with the curse words, but I don't I don't. I don't think it was that Such big. Such a deal. potty mouth, Tom Brady. Chris? I disagree with uh, you entirely, Scraby. Nice. Uh, what I believe happened here is that Tom Brady went into the podcast and told Jim Gray, don't ask me something stupid about whether I'm going to retire. <laughs> I don't. See, we're putting Jim Gray and aside. And knowing Jim Gray, he went ahead and asked him anyway. I think we should put Jim Gray aside. Kind of a, 
piece of work Jim Gray is. Oh, he was searching the brain for something other than a swear word. <laughs> he didn't, obviously he didn't want to get dumped through, right there. Obviously, I shuffled through four or five that wouldn't have worked. Jim Gray aside, Chris. I can't do Jim Gray aside because I think he's the reason that Tom Brady got so mad. So I don't find it awkward at all. No. Okay. There you go. Sorry, Spray. It's okay. I heard it last night, and I was you like, didn't get any of the it. answers you no, wanted. No, I didn't. I didn't. Duke fell on the road at Virginia Tech, seventy-eight to five. Mike Shashevsky, not the coach of Duke and the Blue Devils, they lost though in controversial fashion after a lengthy review of a potential flagrant foul ultimately led to a no call. The incident came with thirteen seconds left in the game after Michael Collins Jr. made a go-ahead basket for the Hokies, and as he turned around in excitement, Collins appeared to fist pump. Right into the throat of Duke big man Kyle Filipowski. Collins' punch triggered a lengthy booth review by the officiating crew, uh, crew, which ultimately decided not to call a flagrant one or flagrant two foul. That's a lot of Fs. Quote from Filipowski after the game. He said, yeah, he just elbowed me right in my Adam's apple. I couldn't breathe for a minute, but I just needed to throw up, and I was good. So, Chris... You are the resident referee. You have seen this incident. What uh, Was this a flagrant foul? Uh, my ruling would have probably been a flagrant one, but I didn't look at it as closely as these guys all looked at it and for as long as they did. Uh, from what I've been taught, you're responsible for your elbows, your arms, your fists, whatever it is. <laughs> and even if it's completely by accident, which this clearly was, I don't believe you're allowed to strike somebody in the throat. So I, you know, I, I, I'm surprised, especially in a game determining sequence, because if they would have got the flagrant, that would have been, you know, a free throw, yeah. and then they would have got the ball, and Duke was down by three. They might have had a chance to tie the game. So that's how I would have ruled. But you know, again, I, I, I didn't see the entire flow of the game, so I have to, I have to just. But uh, but on on, on your you know, review, with, it was flagrant. In one. my review, I I would say yeah, because if you throw an elbow and hit somebody, even if you didn't mean to do it, that's a flagrant foul, or depending on you know what the call is, at least from what I've been taught, which and we already know according to Mike Hopped, the Saints <laughs> coach, I'm not a very good referee. So there we go. still need to get that guy. I back think on there's the show. a I think there's case for this flagrant two. No, I think of there's no call of no call. Mm. I saw recently. In the NBA, somebody's celebrating and hit a referee. Mm. He didn't turn around and give him a, a technical. I, you, I think what Chris is talking about, you're you're in control of your elbows. That's all within basketball, right? Somebody goes up, they grab a rebound, they come right, down. You swing your elbow. Right. That's, you know, yeah, you're not intentionally trying to, to hurt him, but that's within the play of the game. This guy hit a, hit a big bucket with 13 seconds left and celebrated. And when he celebrated, he didn't realize as he turned that there was a guy in his space, really. So, I mean, if if you're going to tee that up, then you might as well just go ahead and cancel all celebrations then because <laughs> it could eventually I'm lead to... I'm for that. I'm for that. Get off my lawn and stop <laughs> celebrating. Act like you've been there before. It could eventually lead to somebody, you know, getting hurt, I guess. Yeah, I can't imagine getting punched in the throat. That would hurt. That a would lot. stink if you got struck in the throat and they got no call out of it. But such is uh, the world of big time college basketball. Number one, students at Bethune Cookman University. I hope I'm saying that right. Are asking leaders to restart contract negotiations with Pro Football Hall of Famer Ed Reed. Uh, there was actually a protest on the campus, and it spilled out onto the street in front of campus. 
Uh, student body vice president Janiah Jones said, We voice concerns. We send emails all the time. No response. So this is what it has come to. And she is talking about the terrible conditions that people are living in at Bethune-Cookman University. It came to... Um, it came to the protest because they broke off negotiations with Ed Reed because Ed Reed would, told the truth. Told the truth. <laughs> he wouldn't. He couldn't sign his contract. They wouldn't ratify the details of it. He went to Instagram. He used uh, some foul language to criticize the physical conditions there, claiming that even his office wasn't clean. Uh, Reed Ed Reed later apologized, but the university decided to move on with their coaching search. So. I was going to ask one question, but I'm going to ask another question. Well, why, why are you going away from your own question? Because I feel like... Never mind. Okay. Tony, is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, one of a kind, or can his success be replicated? I think his success can be replicated. They may not be able to do it like Coach Prime, but I think the success success can be... <laughs> Coach Prime. Can be, That's what he is now. He doesn't I think, even have a name anymore. He's just Coach Prime. I think... I think his success can be replicated. May not be able to be done in the same fat way that Dion did it, but um, I mean, Dion kind of alluded to this. Uh, really, if you watch, if you tuned into his uh, prime, his video, prime show. video show, uh, he kind of alludes to this being kind of a you know an issue for some of these HBCUs, and um, it sounds like. The students are in agreement with Ed Reed. In yeah, it's terms not just of, the athletes; right. it's everybody. It's everybody. So, you know, hopefully, um, the attention that this has garnered leads to some action. Ultimately, Chris. Yeah, I think uh, Ed Reed probably could have. You know, I don't know if it's Ed Reed would have done as well as Coach Prime, <laughs> but uh, certainly there's other people out there that could come. Former players that be able to coach guys up. But I think agree with Tony. I mean, the fact that Ed Reed's shedding a light on this hopefully will improve the conditions at these uh, colleges and universities so everybody will benefit in the end. Yeah, their star quarterback did an interview on TV, and he said that his shower is so dirty that when he gets out of it, his skin like breaks out in rashes. That's, that's so gross. This is from the water. This right? is from the water yeah. and probably whatever's living in that bathroom. Oh, so. my goodness. That's it for the Big Five. Good job, guys. We got through it. And when we get back, we'll get through some more. We're in Chris. I looked at you guys and no one looked at me. Stay tuned for that. No one looked at me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.